As inflation and the cost of living continues to soar in New Zealand, the government's response is to throw more money at its citizens. Because that makes complete and utter sense. Meanwhile, ram raid copycat crimes continue to occur on a pretty frequent basis in this country. The World Health Organization hired a communist. I guess that makes sense. I assume that the WHO is full of communists. Meanwhile, zombie spiders are a thing. Yeah, that and much more coming up in another spectacular episode of the arriving somewhere with matt j podcast commentary comedy and conversation please remember to subscribe 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 i hate to repeat myself but you'll remember better that way and like share and comment Alrighty. well it's monday and we know what that means Let's get into the weekend recap. Starting off this weekend's weekend recap, Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Iron Man, who apparently also has an iron stomach, well, he's pushing bugs on the Colbert show. Let's have a quick listen to this. This looks like I could make cocoa with this. What is right? What is that? Well... Uh, that's an insect-based premium protein. It's made from Molitor, which is mealworm larvae. Uh, the company is called Insect. This is in France. This is for fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And as you have there, this is a powder derived from the mealworm, and it's a insect protein just been approved by the EU for human consumption. You're not just... So there you go. You will eat the bugs. It's not a conspiracy. They're telling you, and they're pushing it on us. And we'll go into more of that in a little bit, because it fits in with um, something else I want to talk about. Uh, for some reason, this weekend, the we will continue to be your single source of truth, unless you hear it from us, it is not the truth, coming out of Jacinda Ardern, which occurred pretty much at the start of the pandemic, so a couple of years ago. For some reason, that was making the rounds again on social media, and through things like the Daily Wire. So I'm not entirely sure if they realize that this is an older clip or not or if people have forgotten do we have that short of a memory but i guess well new zealand's not new zealand's not exactly the focus of the world i get it but well it's not good so i have no problems with this being shared and becoming more widely viewed in the public that's a good thing and i will just repeat again that if you want more information on that go to the episode Go to episode number 27 of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast and that is titled Did Ardern and Zuckerberg Just Jump Into Bed Together? Give you some more details of why the one source of truth and their new speech policies that are coming in, uh, why that story right now is important. Meanwhile, let's go to science. Let's go to the scientists and the science. The science is where we need to always be all the time. Scientists turn dead spiders into robots that can grip objects. So zombie spiders. They pumped air into them and they can pick things up. And because they're biodegradable, they're supposedly better for the environment. But they're playing with dead spiders. And it's almost admitting that nature does it better. So all the designs that you need are already there. Yet humans think we invent new things. A lot of it's just copying. 
But there you go, zombie spiders. Add things like zombie spiders, and granted they are just little spiders for the time being. We don't want those massive Lord of the Rings style spiders popping up anytime soon. That would be a complete nightmare. But speaking of a nightmare, you've got zombie spiders, and as you remember from last week, you've got those dogs, robotic dogs, that can right themselves if they fall over, they can get back up. You probably know the dogs I'm talking about. They have guns on their backs now. And they can aim at things, and I guess they can be remote-controlled, but probably AI-controlled, ultimately, if not already. And we are just careening into technological dystopia with all of this, because there's more of it, too. If You, you might have seen the story. That they, these things are available in South Africa to purchase their sentry guns for your home. And <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like. You just, you have a box on a pole outside your house with a gun in it. And uh, it basically covers your entire house. Well, one at the front, one at the back. And they have a wide range view, a 360 view, or 360 area of operation. And I'm sure nothing can go wrong there at all. Especially if AI does do the whole terminator thing and take over we've got robotic dogs with guns zombie spiders and uh sentry boxes outside everybody's home possibly and i'm just wondering it doesn't make a mistake how does it identify an intruder versus someone who's just locked themselves out and forgotten their keys or a delivery man trying to bring you pizza i'd like to know a little bit more details about this home-owned sentry gun that is available in places like South Africa. Meanwhile, back in New Zealand, it was very strange because at the end of last week, we had a story come out in the New Zealand Herald, who will replace Jacinda Ardern? Whispers begin about the next Labour leader contest. It's just strange. Are they kind of admitting the fact that her popularity is on a steep decline? Or... Is she off to the United Nations or something else or what? It it really did pop out out of the blue, considering this is a media that has been mostly, well, largely funded by the government during the last couple of years with the media payout, the media, the better media fund and things like that and, and advertisements and wage subsidies. Now, staying here, staying in the my country (laughs) this is the story well one of the stories i wanted to get to in the episode and we'll just go into it now actually have a little bit of a break from the weekend recap but the so the government this is a story coming out of the national watchman the government criticized for failing to rein in spending as billion dollars spend on consultants revealed billion dollar spend on consultants now on top of that Right now, the government is paying around 2 million New Zealanders a cost of living payment, which equates to about $350 each, something like that, and you're getting it in three instalments. Even um, some people overseas are probably going to get it. They haven't lived in the country for years. So a billion dollar spend on consultants, and these are just a couple of stories from the weekend, billion dollar spend on consultants, and to fight cost of living and inflation, the government is going to, well, say 2 million people, $350 each. Let's just round it to a nice $700 million. And that is 
because the cost of living is going up. So to fight the cost of living and inflation, you're going to spend $700 million, not only giving that to 2 million people, mostly in the country, but you're giving it to the people where that money becomes highly volatile, as in you're giving it to the people that will go out and spend that money immediately. So what you're essentially doing, well, you are doing, is approximately $700 million is being thrown into the economy. Without any production from that, you're just throwing hundreds of millions of dollars into the economy into where that money will be spent. So you're going to have more money chasing the same amount or less goods. What does that do to prices in the long run? Now, as old George Gammon likes to say, and the rebel capitalist, uh, nothing's guaranteed. Only probabilities and trade-offs. But what does this in the long run, does this just add to inflation or not? And is this a, what you would call a pre-election style bribe to the public, to certain sectors of the public? Maybe people that don't understand what this will do ultimately in the long run. And then they can just turn around and spin it and say, well, actually prices have gone up further because of an escalation in the Ukraine-Russia situation, or there's a new pandemic, or whatever the excuse will be. It's just madness, and it's very hard to talk talk to people about it that don't quite understand because all they know is that they're getting you know $100 this week $100 next week extra in pay then on top of that you're splitting the public because I was talking to a retiree today and she's still working so when I mean retiree she's of retirement age but she's still working and she's angry because of not getting the payment so everyone else is getting the payment. So she's getting double kicked in the pants. So there's more money going to be thrown into the economy chasing the same or less amount of goods. And um, because GDP's on the decline. And then you go, she's not even getting the payment in the first place. So she, she doesn't even get access to that. Just madness. And my take on it is this is just a pre-election bribe and a pretty pathetic one at that. And what is $350, New Zealand dollars, by the way, an American money that's what, around 220 as of August 2022, it's probably somewhere between 200 and 250 US dollars. And remember, we are a country of 5 million people, or just over. So you throw that money into the, into the economy of a country this size, it has an effect. So there you go, incompetence or intentional or both or just a pre-election bribe as I would speculate that it is. You decide. Okay, we'll go back into the weekend recap. I thought this was interesting. This came up about mental health and it's um, it's a bold take. It's a bold take, Cotton. Here you go, I'll play it. Destigmatizing mental health has made everyone crazier. As someone who's worked with people with severe mental illness for several years, I used to believe this was a good thing. But like many things, I now see I was naive. Destigmatizing mental health doesn't help the people with true mental illness, with delusions and bipolar and serious depression that can't get out of bed. It emboldens the people who just have everyday pain to claim mental illness. What's happened is now the term has become diluted. 
Those with true mental illness are now led to believe that what they're going through is normal. It isn't. And those with normal everyday struggles are now meant to believe that they have mental illness. They don't. This is harming everyone. Uh, So I thought that was a brilliant take. Completely agree with her there that it has... It's it's like using the word Nazi when the left and the socialist progressives, ironically the socialists, will just accuse everybody not going along with their viewpoint so you don't agree with the climate change agenda, the green agenda, or the pandemic response that you're a Nazi. And it's just desensitized the entire word. It doesn't have any meaning or any power behind it anymore because you just use it all the time. And it's the same thing that's happened in the mental health area. Okay, continuing on with the weekend recap. This is something, again, that goes into the story I want to talk about, so I won't go into detail. I'll just give you the little headline here. It was uh, Zelensky and his wife getting a photo shoot for a woman's magazine. Yeah. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization, <laughs> uh, who has called for an unprecedented sex shutdown, can't wait for those health officials to come around to people's homes and shut down the sex. Those the commies knocking on the door. Good stuff. Uh, as you'll remember, the the seven players who rejected the pride jersey, they did not play in the game, and in the crowd, you had fans holding up signs saying things along the lines of we stand with them respect the manly seven uh, respect the conscience of the manly seven I think it says some of these signs are quite small yeah, respect the faith of the manly seven hashtag diversity meanwhile the New York Times and a couple of other articles posted things up posted a story a taste for cannibalism Cannibalism has a time and a place. Some recent books, films and shows suggest that the time is now. Can you stomach it? No, is the answer. No. Okay, just clear that right up. That's evil. You're not, no. Mm-mm. Now back to New Zealand, Clark Gayford, the first lady of New... Sorry, the first man... I don't know what the diversity thing will be. Jacinda Ardern's partner who she's had a baby with and they live together. He hasn't been seen for months, so no one really knows what's going on there. He's just out of the public eye, out of the spotlight. There was some controversy around him. Anyway, he received a confidential payout from New Zealand media. Now, this is ironic. This is a great point that somebody made. I think it was on Reddit. that So New Zealand media gets funding from the government. The New Zealand media a podcast then said there, there were basically some comments on that podcast that were according to Clark Gayford, baseless lies. New Zealand media then has to give money to the first man or Jacinda Ardern's partner. So Ardern and the government funded the media and then got that money back, not all of it, a confidential amount, straight back to, well, Jacinda Ardern's family. I thought that was hysterical. If it doesn't piss you off, that's hysterical. Now, his comments, they were baseless lies. Those comments were months ago. Again, he hasn't come out and said anything. So where is Clark? It's a strange situation. Meanwhile, as the bugs that you heard with old Downey Jr., old Iron Man, Gates is still pushing the 100% synthetic beef and thinks that rich nations should move to that. 
Also, I posted this weekend was a, a video of a watermelon, a seedless watermelon. Let's just have a listen. He puts little happy music over top. I don't know who this guy is, but this is basically GMO food. You ever wonder how they're able to grow a seedless watermelon without a seed? Spoiler alert, they don't. Watermelons are a lot like humans. We're both diploids. And all that means is we have two sets of chromosomes. But scientists discovered that adding colchicine, a drug that treats gout, turned this diploid into a tetraploid. By breeding a male diploid with a female tetraploid, they're able to end up with a triploid. And this odd set of chromosomes will result in the fruit being sterile and not producing any seed. Yep. <laughs> I just love the end of that. And this odd set of chromosomes will, will produce uh, sterile seeds and, and, and can't reproduce. I'm sure that'll work out well for humanity. Good stuff, planet Earth. We'll go. We'll head back to New Zealand, shall we? Should just do a whole New Zealand section. It is my country, after all. Uh, law loopholes around deepfakes a threat to justice, police, and law experts warn. Okay, so law... I'll read that again. Law loopholes around deepfakes a threat to justice. Police and law export experts warn. And that's a picture of Jacinda Ardern in, um, as Buttercup in the Princess Bride movie. Ardern has been the subject of several deep fake videos. I wonder who's been doing those. I don't know who would do those. That's shocking. Oh dear. Uh, the whole point about that, and I do kind of agree here, is that deep fakes, there are laws. I mean, there'd be a lot of laws that already cover this. But to make a deep fake where it is basically impossible to make a deep fake that would is impossible to tell that it's a deep fake and to get people to be able to say anything that you want or do anything that you want is incredibly dangerous and something that the world does need to crack down on. Now, I'm not talking about comedy or satire or other technologies that it can be used for because it can be used for things like um, fashion and VR and other things. But when it comes to world politics and tricking people into thinking that somebody's said or done something that they haven't, or things like revenge porn, all of that, if there aren't laws to cover it, really, they do need to look at it. It is something that they do need to look at. But again, when it comes to satire and comedy and the free speech crackdown on this country, that really concerns me. And as somebody who enjoys a laugh, enjoys a chuckle, enjoys a bit of satire, enjoys making these videos to point out the the stupidness, the idiocy, the evilness of certain groups and certain politicians' policies and what they're trying to push, that's where I can see this being weaponized politically against political opposition or citizens that aren't going along with the narrative or disagree. That's where I would follow these laws closely. Are we going to be able to use deepfakes to make fun of people? And I don't mean... So, I mean, the deepfakes that I do... I don't know if they'd be even called deepfakes, but... They are intentionally not supposed to look 100% real. I don't want them to look 100% real. They're supposed to be funny and fake. It's supposed to be a little bit off and... I just, I hope that those sorts of things aren't, cra- I hope that there's no retroactive crime amendment for this kind of thing, because boy, there's a lot of people that are doing things like this, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting, and that's something to keep an eye on, of what they do around deepfakes, 
But we, you have to keep your... Well, I mean, what is real online anymore? People can fake everything, voices and how you look and, and articles and change people's tweets. You can fake everything. So you got to really have your critical glasses on and try and find what is true and what's not. Part of that is posting things and asking people if they have any more information on this or not. But you definitely need a, a wide variety of sources and not the one source of truth, as Ardern put it. Okay, I run through the rest of this quickly. Still in New Zealand, rainbow community face high rates of homelessness. Not sure why. I think that they're just talking about mainly discrimination and not mental health, but I didn't go too deeply into that. And again, I should have just done a New Zealand section, but we haven't. New Zealand will ban, this came out last year, will ban the sale of tobacco to its next generation in a bid to eventually phase out smoking. Anyone born after 2008 will not be able to buy cigarettes or tobacco products in their lifetime under a law expected to be enacted next year. And a lot of people messaged me and says, well, I'm a bit, bit torn on this because I, cigarettes aren't great. And that's a good thing in general, but it looks like government overreach. And I would agree because what the government in this country has done is banned essentially indoor smoking pretty much everywhere. You can't even have a cigar lounge anymore. Uh, there's no indoor smoking allowed in public or you know private venues. Uh, I mean, private, in your own home, you can still, unless you're renting and the landlord says you can't. If you're in your own home, you can still, you can still smoke inside. What are they going to do? send the cigarette cops around oh, they probably would uh so government overreach i would say government overreach yes we already have indoor smoking laws you already have uh, littering laws you can get a used to be 150 dollars fine not sure if that's gone up 150 dollars fine for just throwing your cigarette on the ground and i have no problem with that because if you go to europe well what europe used to be like when i was over there is just the the cities and the cigarette butts it's crazy um, and on top of that, they've taxed tobacco through the roof. So they've done everything that they can, and now they just want to ban it because <laughs> it's, it hasn't quite worked. They haven't got it down to zero. So the idea is to ban it for anyone born after 2008. The problem with that is how does a company survive in this country up until a certain point? Because they know that from a certain year, they can't sell them here anymore. And so the supply will continue to go down and they're forcing the price up. And again, that's intentional because supply will go down as I guess the population dies off, the older population gets older and dies off. So there won't be as much demand, but there could potentially be a period there where the supply is so low because they know that they're not going to really be selling these things that the demand for will be high and so the prices will skyrocket and we'll see more problems when they initially started bringing in the tax for this and increasing the price dramatically we saw um, petrol station and dairy thefts go up a lot because people just well they just started stealing them and violently now as someone who recently got into the cigar game just a little bit and i'm not going to do them all the time but i quite enjoy it around the around the old campfire this they're, they're saying that they're going to ban tobacco and from my understanding, tobacco does have some health benefits, as in being antiparasitic if you do things like cheek smoking, not inhaling it deep into your lungs. And obviously people in certain areas of the world chew tobacco leaf. There's a bit of a caffeine-style energy kick, I guess, to it as well. 
it's not all bad if you're doing it in a particular way and having clean tobacco products, which cigarettes are not. So this is going to affect all tobacco. And cigars in, in this country are massively overpriced, and it's purely on government, on the red tape, on the bureaucracy. So they've done everything they can, and now they're just going to ban it. Meanwhile, they throw fluoride in our water, pretending that that's good for us because some dentists said it was, or because they got contracts for fluoride sales, or they have to get rid of the fluoride somehow. I don't know. But dentists continue to go on about fluoride being good for your teeth. Meanwhile, we just ignore the rest of the body. Don't worry about it being a potential neurotoxin or affecting other organs in your body or accumulating in your body. Don't worry about that. It's just good for your teeth. Absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Uh, So to me, this is a slippery slope we don't want to be on. Sure, don't encourage cigarettes and the banning of indoor smoking in these public areas is fine by me and fining people for throwing them on the ground fine but maybe a tax hike to cover public health fine although it just continues and continue once you're on that slope and now it's just an outright ban i just i do not agree i don't agree and the people that do agree is because they hate i, I don't again i don't smoke cigarettes never have I'm not interested in cigarettes that the people that don't like them generally go oh it's fine I don't like cigarettes. I don't. I think they should go. Well, when they come for something that you like, you'll turn around and change your mind. And will people support you on that? Because, well, we, we disagree with you. Oh, well, let's ban vegan burgers. They're unhealthy. Let's ban soy. And then you'll turn around and kick up a fuss. Well, let's tax soy through the roof. This goes both ways. Well, it goes more than both ways. It goes every way. I don't know what I'm saying. Let's move on. In America... In Chicago, workers workers settled a Voldemort virus medicine mandate for $10.3 million. The, the class action settlement against North Shore University Health System is on behalf of more than 500 current and former healthcare workers who were unlawfully discriminated against. So that's fantastic news, although in terrible news, three physicians at a Canadian, uh, at a Canadian hospital they died unexpectedly in the same week. The cause of the death for the three doctors has yet to be announced. And looking at their photos, they are looking like they range from 30 to 50 years old. So that's uh, tragic. And over in the UK, I don't know if this is real. I need more details on this. This is this is a crazy one. So I don't know if this was done for an advertisement or a, a warning, part of a TV show or a social media style campaign to show the Brits how terrible speech laws can be or if this is just real so I'll play it but I need more information Hampshire police would realise how ridiculous this is what did it need to come to because I don't understand I posted something that he posted. You come to arrest me, you don't arrest him. Why has it come to this? Why am I in cuffs? Because of something he shared, then I shared. Because someone has been caused, obviously, anxiety based upon your social media sites. That's not his. why you've been arrested. There you go. According to a social media post, someone complained to the cops again. I don't know if this is real or not. And it caused them anxiety. And so the cops showed up and arrested this man if real and 
if real, and going by past stories that I've done on the UK with comedians, this is an escalation that is... I mean, it's Orwellian's a term being used too often, but it's, it's Orwellian. This is totalitarianism, communism in action. Okay, running through the rest of this quickly, as you know that they're trying to change the definition in the US of a, what a recession is. <laughs> um, on, on top of that, Wikipedia, uh, they're trying to change the definition of definition. It says a definition is a fluid statement. Uh, definitions cannot be easily set into categories as meanings evolve to meet the needs of societal change changing the definition of definition uh, meanwhile the social media not on any sort of uh, official was wikipedia official not really not on any sort of thing like that but on social media you get things like uh changing the definition of what straight is even straight men who occasionally engage in, um, let's just call it, uh, peach <laughs> uh, sex, can get monkeypox. It's a spoiler on, on that. I don't think you're straight if you're hooking up with other men. But alright, so we change the definition of definition, change the definition of recession, they change the definition of immunity, during the pandemic if you remember that instead of providing immunity it was to provide an immune response and now they're changing the definition of what it is to be straight so literally Orwellian and lastly because I'll leave it here because this has been a very long weekend recap a lot happened a lot happens when I'm away for three days of the week Um, a proposed city in loose terms in Saudi Arabia has been unveiled It's called The Line, a mirrored linear city that would stand 500 metres tall and run for 170 kilometres across the desert. Uh, It's got an ideal climate all year round, will ensure that residents can enjoy surrounding nature when travelling on foot. Residents will also have access to all facilities in The Line within a five minute walk, in addition to a high speed rail with an end-to-end transit of 20 minutes. And it is just this thin line really, and the mirrors will give the illusion of space, but this is just a futuristic prison. It looks horrific, and it is just designed to keep the masses in, and I guarantee, shouldn't say guarantee, but what's to stop, we'll say, what's to stop you needing a government pass, so permission, to leave What's to stop that from happening? And this looks terrible. The thing is, it's going to cost probably trillions and take decades to make. But they always make it look beautiful and fancy. And there's just absolutely no way that this will be the case. This will be a prison-style city for the masses. And do you think the elites will have to stay in these things? I doubt it. In fact, you know what? I won't leave it there for the weekend recap, but I'll run through these very quickly. The World Health Organization... Sorry, the World Economic Forum, all one and the same now. The WEF urges public to eliminate ownership of private vehicles. How about no? Uh, Twitter censors all content from the Epoch Times. Maybe you should give the Epoch Times a follow because they're clearly over the target with some things. Uh, In New Zealand, this one was wild. 
police keeping an open mind and investigation into school into school bomb threats the new zealand intelligence community had issued repeated warnings in recent months that the most likely place an act of violent extremism would come from is the anti-vax movement wow that is anyway moving on uh during the pandemic uh follow the science during the pandemic 129 billion masks that could not be biodegraded were used and thrown away every month over 3 billion masks now pollute the oceans well done brilliant stuff people awesome stuff greenies no one's talking about it in the green movement but there you go and leaving it here at the weekend recap 31st of july 2022 is when george jetson was born so somebody just gave birth to george jetson we're in the future we're in the future who knew I'm just waiting for those cities above the clouds. Instead, we're getting Saudi Arabia line cities that are mirrors. Doesn't sound as fun as what the Jetsons world looked like. And that is the end of the weekend recap. That's a long weekend recap. A lot happened. And let's go into the main topic. Probably the longest episode I've done in this revamped, relaunched podcast. Okay, what I wanted to talk about after all of that, some of the stories were covered in the recap, but I wanted to go into the story that came out on the weekend about the WHO and hiring a communist. There's a great article in The Spectator Australia. I'll run through some of that. Not all of it, but I'll run through some of it. It's pretty interesting. Um, And I also wanted to talk about social proof. So I'm reading Influence by Cialdini, as you heard in the uh, Tools of the Psyop episode that I did last week. Um, I'm reading reading Influence, and I also watched most of the Century of the Self documentary. If you haven't seen that, I can't recommend it enough. In fact, Influence by Cialdini, the book, and Century of the Self, the uh, four-part series produced by the BBC, which is on YouTube, if you listen to those and or and or read the influence book, you will see a lot of what has happened and how they've used these tools, and you can also protect yourself against a lot of it. Now, one of the things that was in influence and century of the self is social proof. Now, what is social proof exactly? Uh, social proof maintains that a person who does not know what the proper behaviour for a certain situation is will look to other people to imitate what they are doing and to provide guidance for his actions. In other words, social proof is one way for us to discern what is correct through reference to what other people think is correct, especially during during times of crisis when we don't have time to think and have to make a decision right away. That also plays into the automatic consistency thing where you don't have to think. Now, the reason I bring social proof up was for... So, well, some of the stories that I covered in the in the recap, well, the bug eating. So you got Robert Robert Downey Jr. and Nicole Kidman and others, such as Gates, coming out and pushing the eating of bugs, particularly in powdered form, and they're using social proof and the celebrity effect and authority. Someone that we like. On top of that, you generally, if you like these people are going to go along with it more. Now, you might not like these people, so it might not work on you. Or the idea of just bug consumption in itself. It's a little bit gross to most people, so they're just kind of seeding it and using that idea 
of, well, look, the celebrities are doing it. I know you're a bit confused about why, but there's a lot of protein and good stuff here. And then you go on the whole Bill Gates thing as well with synthetic beef. And you're seeing the same thing with those fake burgers that the Kardashians pushed. It's And the World Economic Forum, places like that, the United Nations pushing these sort of that we need food security and therefore it's going to be come down to bugs and soy and fake meats, basically factory produced foods. Uh, they're using social proof as a way to get this pushed in. That might be obvious and using that in a way you, with celebrities and the same thing with uh, women's magazines. So you had Zelensky doing a photo shoot for a women's magazine with his wife. Now people like Jacinda Ardern and Trudeau also were in vogue. That's all using the celebrity influence and if you watch the century of the self that's where women's magazines were founded were founded in propaganda and basically what Bernays called public relations he changed the term propaganda to public relations now of course with the whole social proof thing when we had the pandemic start people were confused and didn't know what to do and were being told by our leaders what to do and then you look around and see everybody doing those things then that is how you should behave and how and that is how you should act as i talked about are you kind are you caring well you should be doing these things and people were and then others looked around and saw oh okay it's a confusing time this is what people are doing then that's what we're doing now i was a little bit skeptical of some of this because in new zealand we had the cops come out and say in the media that we're having a lot of ram raid copycat crimes and I just kind of laughed like yeah copycat crimes or that the current government is soft on crime what what is it and it's both clearly so the social proof in the ram raids is that people started doing it and then it's like oh hang on we're not gonna we're not getting in trouble for this not really and so that ended up influencing the behavior of more criminals and more young people Wherever they got the original idea from, I'm not sure. Maybe from the US, maybe from TV shows. I don't know. But the fact is, we have a government that is soft on crime and the cost of living is going up. So you put those two together and crime is going to go up. And then when you commit an act, say a ram raid or something along those lines, and then the media... This is where it gets crucial. So the media starts reporting on big headlines, ram raids, ram raids, ram raids, ram raids, and then they continue to happen. It snowballs on itself. It's a self-feeding system. And people, particularly in the local area, that type of crime would increase. And then, because it becomes a national story, what we're seeing in New Zealand is it's spread to all parts of the country. And it's getting worse. Where I am, in the last two weeks, there's been about four ram raids on four different dairies and that also goes into the I'm not sure how to pronounce the name the Werther effect it's a German based on the character from the sorrows of young Werther based on the main character and the copycat basically suicide so one of the worst parts about all this copycat stuff is well, one of the worst ones is suicide so when a very public suicide happens suicides go up particularly in that area and what you're seeing is that play out with crime and uh, particularly in New Zealand we're having that with ram raids now in and of itself things like uh, social proof obviously can be used for good we can generally use it in a way 
to navigate our lives. It's the problem is when we have to be on alert to know when something's wrong, to know when this doesn't make sense, or when you're being pushed or led in a way by nefarious forces. So what we're seeing is currently with jabug eating and pushing of certain people like Zelensky and these women magazines is using so-called likable people and leaders showing us that this is okay. Now I just wonder how long it will be before you'll hear friends and family starting talking about eating bugs as a common thing, as a normal thing. I tried this, it was great. Oh, it's amazing. It doesn't even taste like anything. You just add it to your soups or something. Because I'm getting questions from people when I'm driving. Oh, is this an electric van? Is this an electric car? And it's because it's all been pushed by propaganda and by things like social proof. So just watch out and we'll just watch how that one plays out. Because the bug thing, I mean, if they can get people to go along with eating bugs, they can do anything. I mean, they got people to mask up for two years, even though it didn't work. Um, but yeah, so just watch out for things like social proof. I mean, classic examples of them, Cialdini says, in influences things like canned laughter, even though you know it's fake, it still works. It makes the show uh, jokes funnier, especially if they're stupid jokes. And uh, in marketing, they use it with the bugs, for example, is that it's persuading people to buy or use the product. And it's in all areas of life. And generally speaking they're going to use people of uh, higher influence as i mentioned and it is a very powerful weapon of persuasion and so you got to keep an eye out for it i'm going to leave it there for today actually it's been a very long episode i haven't quite got to the article i wanted to talk about so we'll go into that tomorrow which is the the who are the reds under the bed which is the world health organization hiring of the communist i will talk about that Well, tomorrow. And I'm going to leave it there for today. All right? Good. This has been the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Well, please remember to subscribe and like and share and comment. All that good stuff. And I'm going to talk to you again tomorrow.